The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! MJF, who's teaming up with Samoa Joe tonight to take on the Devil's Masked Men. Are you doing an interview? Uh, your I, you are, actually. I don't, I don't care. Cool. Um, I would love to get a word with you, though. I mean, Hangman, we've not no. seen you since full year. Your Texas death match was for Strickland. How are you? How have you been? Where have you been? Uh, well, I got hit in the back of the head with a cinder block and then choked unconscious. So I uh, could not fly for a few weeks. Uh, and I'm glad that you caught me. I'm glad we're doing this because there is something that I needed to say to you, Swerve, uh, and, and to the world. Uh, Swerve, you broke into my home. You went into my son's room. It, it took Prince Nana, it took Brian Cage, uh, but you beat me in a Texas death match on pay-per-view. I can concede, I can recognize when I have lost. And you have beaten me. But Swerve, at full gear, I took something from you that you will never get back. And I think that we are bound by something bigger than either of us. And I think that you should know this is not over. And so if I know what you want more than anything from this life. And I promise because of what you did to me, I will make sure that you never have it. Howdy, Seabiscuit. You know, I just wanted to say to you, first of all, bravo on that match at full gear against Strickland. I mean, it was so impressive watching two guys battle out to see who could get more STDs. I mean, it was great hey, stuff. Look, look, hey, look, look, honestly, I, I don't have 30 minutes to stand here and have you talk to me like you normally do. So if this is your interview, right, I will let you have at it. Enjoy. You know, the reason that I have to go out there for 30 minutes is to wake the crowd up after they have to deal with somebody like you beforehand putting them to sleep. But anyway, Renee, as is, is this is this what, what? you want to do? Is, is there something else you want to say to me? You know, it's funny you ask. 
ask. See, my memory's not all that great, Renee. I mean, I've been hit in the head a couple times during this incredible rain here. Um, do you think, I think the last time you and I were eye to eye, wasn't it when I like verbally bent you over in front of Bret Hart? A double or nothing? Uh, Was that it? Yeah, yeah. I think you were talking about a match that uh, ended when I buckshotted you and threw your ass over the top rope anyway, right? Was that, that the one? That's a, that's a good, that's a good that's memory. The good memory berry there. See, what I remember is uh, I recall the first time I won the Dynamite Diamond Ring, but I can't recall who I beat. I know it was some talentless white trash hick. Renee, do you remember who I beat for the Dynamite Diamond Ring? Because it's escaping me. Oh man, you know, I think it was me, and I think it made me so upset I had to console myself by becoming the world champion instead. Oh yeah, you know, that reign was fantastic. Last about six months, right? Tremendous stuff. Thing is, my reign's kind of been uh, <laughs> well over a year. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sure you're real proud of that, and I'm sure you'll continue to be proud of it while you're 70 years old, at home, by yourself, telling your ninth cat about your one-year title reign. That's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Fun stuff. Um, you want to get honest here, Hangman? You know what I think, actually? Yeah, what do you think? I think out of everybody in this locker room, if there's one guy, if there's one guy I think, I think you're the devil, man. The, the devil, the, the mask, the, 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 yeah. the, the mask guy. You, you think I'm running around in, in a, a party city mask attacking? No, no. Uh, honestly, Max, I have known you for a long time, and for as long as I have known you, you have been a manipulator, Max. If, if we want to be honest, just be honest with me, Max. It's probably it's probably just you, right? You put on a mask, you run around, you attack your opponents, you pretend you attacked yourself, right? And some, it's I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but it's it's just you. Just be honest with me. Come on. You want more honesty? Yeah. Tell How me the truth. I honestly beat the living. Easy, easy, easy. He's my responsibility now. And what is wrong with you? We have other issues tonight, and they do not involve him.
twist, twist it like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen, wrist, twist it like a stir fry. I take a whip it, intermission, let the birds fly. I get money, turn no vision through my third eye. Then that skillet, watch me flip it like it's five guys. Black and white pig, gon' check out the ceiling, look at the blue sky. I took a check, check, yeah, boogies they sit on my neck. I don't regret shit yet, I'm better than I don't got a debt. You crawl for you wall, you can't ball every week. All my dogs on the wall, we gon' ball when you free. Stop watching me, democracy, you wanna copy me. Life's monopoly, go copy some land and some property. AP, rose, King Diamonds, whoa. Whip up the soda, diamonds off the road. Watching me whip up, still keep real and Bonjour and bienvenue to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. Yes, folks, bienvenue a la skirmish. Uh, brought to you by the PWC. Who the hell is the PWC? Well, first of all, that's me. I'm Chris Ams. That's AMPS, like Lambs with Noel or bullshit. First thing in the morning. Joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. It's uh, December in Australia, so it's beginning to get warm, like a pat on the head from the great, timeless Tony Storm. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. How you doing, man? Why are we so chill? Like real chill today. I don't know why, man, but I'm happy to be back on the skirmish. Sorry that we missed out last week. There was a bit of uh, fuck around when it comes to our streamyard over here, but uh, we're all good. We're back. And we're better than ever, as per usual. Chris, I don't know, man. I've got this fucking show. I can't get into it as much as I want to, bro. Even though on paper it seemed like a decent show. I gotta tell you, man. I uh, I didn't mind it. I actually thought it was a pretty good show tonight. I thought that the crowd in Montreal, ole, 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 ole. I thought that they uh, they added something to it. So uh, proud of my proud of my uh, my hometown hockey town. Um, yeah. Wasn't there only like two thousand fan? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how many people were there. I know there weren't many who showed up for the collision tapings, but it seemed like they had a decent amount for for dynamite. And if not, they were fucking loud. Whoever was in there. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it, it, it wasn't a seller, that's for sure. And I, I don't know what the crowd was at the Bell Center tonight. It was live, right, this Dynamite. And why was Collision taped so long ago? Uh, you know what, man? I don't I don't know what they're doing with that. It, the thing is, is, the more they treat that show like a secondary show, the more the audience is going to continue to not show up to it. Right, like you know, they're talking about how like, you know people are going. Oh no, it's it's bad, and there's nobody showing up. But if if nobody's like, if the company isn't treating it like it's a serious thing, why the fuck would I? Right? Like if I see if I see on a you know on a fucking Tuesday that there's a collision taping, I, I don't give a shit. I don't like, that's what I mean. If you're going to do it on a Tuesday, you might as well show it earlier, man. I mean, it's going to be so pointless come fucking Sunday morning room. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, how, how, like, late, not late, but like, how, like, irrelevant is it going to be come Sunday morning? I mean, we have to cover it. 
Right, no, exactly. I mean, it already feels irrelevant, like, as they're doing the show now, right? Like, as you're watching Collision, it's starting to feel less and less important. They're starting to have more and more what you might call filler matches on the night, right? So it's... I don't know, man. So something's got to change over there. Maybe, maybe this is exactly why um, why they don't seem to be able to keep any executives at AEW right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's something else altogether, though. Chris. But it's true. All the executives are flying out the door in AEW, and I mean, do you blame them? I mean, let's be real, man. I mean, I mean, it seems like a, a carefree place to work, right? But it seems way worse than that. I mean, if people like CM Punk can't handle working there and runs back to home, well, come on. I mean, that should tell you something. But then again, if you're the Bucks or Kenny Omega, it seems to be a, a real easy task, I would say. So they don't give a shit about anybody else in town. No, they really don't. I mean, I'm convinced that those guys have never really cared about the business. They care about their business. But I don't actually think they give a shit about professional wrestling or helping other talent. You know, the only people that they ever seemed interested in helping, from what I've heard, is people who were part of their little, you know, California clique or whatever. And um, the Cal we've Bundy seen... We've seen, you know, what's happened with most of those guys, right? You look at, you know, Brandon Cutler, not worthwhile. Uh, Michael Nakazawa, not worthwhile. Um, uh, who else there? QT Marshall, not worthwhile. Um, you know, like better a than lot the other two, though, at least. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> that's pretty I'm small praise. <laughs> the other two are useless, dude. Completely. Yeah, they are. Zane, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't understand, you're saying that I look like a blood. That's cool, but like they were in Montreal tonight, and this <laughs> is the absolutely gorgeous jersey. By the way, best jersey, voted best jersey in hockey history of the Montreal Canadiens. So that's why I'm. That's why I'm all. Oh, we oui, oui. <laughs> I won't stop being your blood. <laughs> you, you fucking, uh, you ripping Pyru treetop secrets. Pyru, that's right. <laughs> oh shit! I'll be in the house with the Christopher Daniels. <laughs> right, yeah, that guy too. That guy too. All of those California, all those weird fucking dudes from the California Connect. Uh, they, I, I don't know, man. Like, and it's weird to me because, like, you know how much I like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, right? Like, I really, really like those guys. Speaking, as you should. Montreal, right? Montreal, cool. Montreal guys, right? But, like. <laughs> They'd be in that same crew if they were in AEW. Oh, 100%, bro. Actually, it's no secret that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you know, Montreal's own, uh, they're best friends with the Bucks and Kenny, bro. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, think, look back to the Kings of Pro Wrestling, which was Kevin Owens and the Bucks. And absolutely, that would be with these guys. But you know what? Lucky for them, they've gone to the WWE and they're much better workers than the other fucking three. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's a reason why Zayn and Owens were the guys that WWE went after first, right? You think so? Yeah, I, I think that they are better than Kenny. They are better than the Bucks. Keep in mind, though, Chris, I mean, Sami Zayn... Like, WWE really made Sami Zayn in every sense, bro. I mean, before WWE, Sami Zayn was a 
hanging out with the fucking Cowabunga group and he was wearing a mask and no punny actually pun intended he was pretty generic bro he was I pretty mean, generic oh he really was i mean you never saw him without a mask he never did promos the way he does now i mean WWE made him into a you know a bona fide star bro and a completely yeah different... they molded him they molded yeah, absolutely. him absolutely I, I think that they did a lot the same thing with with uh with ko i, I think that that and that's what i mean like when i watch this stuff with aew and i think about that california connect i think man like are we ever lucky that kevin owens and Sami Zayn went to wwe when they did because these guys would have been over there in aew just dicking around you know it would have been you know today we would have seen el generico versus oh orange cassidy for the international oh. championship <laughs> or, you know uh Dude, kevin owens please. would have been in the in the in the continental classic <laughs> facing fucking daniel garcia or something like you know i'm glad they went to wwe man. to be fair to owens though owens is pretty similar to when he was steen kevin steen from ring of honor i mean the, the character now and kevin steen in ring of honor is not too much different except in ring of honor it's way more explicit it's pretty close to the same thing though yeah yeah pretty close no doubt um well speaking of guys from roh uh brian danielson doesn't seem to be able to finish a match without hurting himself <laughs> I, I couldn't believe my eyes, Chris, what I was reading, bro. Now, I don't know if it's facts or not, right? Because you don't know they could be working us. But all things point to legit injury. And, I mean, is he, is, I mean, they say, you know, people with a glass jaw. Right? I've never been knocked out in my life before, bro. I've, I've had a fair few punches thrown at my face, but never been knocked out. But this guy, forget a glass jaw, bro. He's got a glass body. He just cannot, like... I don't know, dude. Like, just is it is it time for him to hang up the boots now, dude? Possibly. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it depends on how serious. It depends on how serious this this latest injury is. If this is just, you know, somebody was. If this is just them working us, then okay, that's fine. You know, I get it and everything, and we can move forward. But if this is another one of these things where like he's going to be out for months at a time i think it's just time to say that's enough brian like you can't you can't just keep pushing your body when it's telling you no right like that's the thing like um in all sports people hit a wall right and the one thing that i always heard in boxing is there's one opponent who's undefeated in boxing time right Facts. not just in boxing but in every sport bro right any sport in the world you always hear this with like hockey players or whatever right okay I'm, i've got my i've got my uh, my hat stuff on we'll go with a hockey metaphor right but like you hear it from hockey players who are talking to their buddies and stuff and, and the, the question becomes as these as these guys get older when are you going to retire right you're you're 35 years old you're 36 years old now you've won two stanley cups you know when do you start thinking about retiring and the answer that most people give i think is the most correct and that's when my body tells me i can't do it anymore um even though players now are playing till like into their 40s now dude i know in, in I know. sports so technology is really a thing now man 
when it comes to sports medicine. It's unbelievable, though. Absolutely. Between load management and like all kinds of different things, you can you can have a player play into their you know into like you said into their forties. And I'm talking look, about early forties tops, though. Like, 40 yeah, cut off yeah, completely. exactly, exactly. There's not a lot of forty-five-year-olds who are still no, no, no. you know <laughs> who are still whipping ass. Um, <laughs> And you know, in boxing, it's the same kind of thing, right? Like you have the occasional, you have the occasional freak of nature, right? You have the occasional freak of nature. George Foreman, uh, Ezra Charles was was another one of them in the you know in the forties. Um, Bernard Hopkins, right? You have these guys who are still very, very good. Um, oh, I mean, Sugar Shane Mosley, I think we even went into his forties. Same with um, uh, what's his name? Manny Pacquiao, on, even 40. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's Floyd in, 40s, he's in his 40s. There's one more, there's one more fucking big name, bro. It's, it's on top of my head, but I can't get it out. Roy Jones Jr., bro. Ah, yeah, he was shot, though. He was, yeah, he was Roy's shot. been he shot was... for a decade. He's always uh, had a glass jaw, but I mean, to be fair, yeah, he was just always so fucking fast you couldn't touch it. Um, hey, he, at his peak, he was smooth, bro, and quick. I mean, seriously. But if you get oh, a fucking man. good punch into him, like a haymaker right into that jaw, he's down. Bro, I was watching uh I was watching some highlights actually just the other day of, of Roy in his prime. God damn, dude. Oof. Damn. Um Absolutely, if you ever bro. if you ever if you ever want to get just fucking hyped, uh go on YouTube and look up Y'all Must Have Forgot. It's it's <laughs> it's Roy Jones Jr doing a fucking rap he's rapping about his own he's career not decent bro he's, he's not, not a bad, bad rapper man. seriously i i don't want to like fucking give him shit because honestly when i when i was listening to some of his tracks i'm like nah this motherfucker's all right man like i don't mind i actually don't mind some of his tunes bro there's another can't person be stopped as a banger great can't track bro fucking awesome <laughs> absolutely <track. laughs> great check you know who else is actually doing half decent in rapping believe it or not hmm Oh, look at Zane. He bought the album. You must. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, hey, man, it was half decent. But in all seriousness, do you remember fucking, oh, I forgot his first name, but Tava from uh, uh, Antonio Nexus. Antonio Tava. That's it. Not the, not the, not the boxer. Oh, not Antonio Tava. Oh, no, you're no, talking no, about no, no, no. the wrestler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had to think twice then. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> not the boxer. No, the fucking wrestler, dude. Oh, man, I forgot his first name, bro. Is it Michael um, Tarver? No, 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 no. I fuck. I'll, I'll I'll tell you in a second because I was looking at his shit now, and I'm telling you, do you remember the guy that used to wear the bandana? Like, I know who you're talking race? about. Right, right, dude. You got to hear like one of his tracks. I was like, damn, like, no way, this mother. And it look, they're Christian raps, right? But honestly, no, don't don't let it. that fool you. No, you no, seriously, it. it's not as bad as you think, dude. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you that. I kid you not. You make me want to play a track now. I have to play. Not a track. It's just like a little preview that goes for like 20 seconds. So now I'm tempted, motherfucker. I have to. I have to. Oh, right, it Can I show you something? Play it. All right. Play it. Fuck. Give me a moment. Let me just. Uh... And it is Michael. Thank you, Zane. Fuck you, Jimmy. Go ahead. Play it. What? It is? You said Antonio Tava, you fool. I said Antonio at first, and then I said Michael. And you were oh, like, no. Oh, I didn't no. hear you say that. I didn't actually hear you say that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it's my bad. Can you see this shit? Former WWE wrestler Christian Rapper. Oh, 
Two times for the new bosses. Uh-huh. Working on the body with the crosses. Uh-huh. If the same boss still go over your head, then you might as well say I'm doing CrossFit. Hey. I'm not trying to make it all about money, but I'm sick and tired of living in cars. Uh-huh. I've been trying to make it happen, but I don't know what else to do, but I made it this far. Uh-huh. I've been waiting on the Lord, and I've been hustling and training, and nobody knows. Uh-huh. But instead, I had too many that's giving up on me and leaving because I was broke. If it was only about the talent, uh-huh. then I wouldn't be losing it all to make it happen. Uh-huh. I don't want to be stuck in that situation and giving to everything that I have, and nobody give me a challenge. Uh-huh. I am no longer waiting for people to give me an opportunity. You and they're pursuing me, they don't know what to do with me. Grab my mic and you ruin me, playing a mission because I'm a hand shit because I am a semi automatic. I'm a semi automatic, I'm a semi automatic, and I'm waiting for anybody to give me your static and they give me your static and they give me your static and I know that you really don't want to get it automatic when I say I'm automatic. Anyway, like fucking Susie, how good he, he sounds like fucking Buster Rhymes there, bro. It, I mean, come on, he's not that good. He's good though, he's good, man. He's, for... Come on, he's half decent, bro. He's pretty, I mean, yeah, he's half decent. He's not fucking Buster Ryan. Don't be comparing somebody no, no, to Buster Ryan. No, I said, Ryan. nah, hell no. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm saying he sounds kind of like Buster Rhymes, though. Similar flow. Yeah, I don't know. All I noticed was the first part of that, which was exactly like that fucking clip of, of Snoop, where he's like, I don't understand. I'm not sure who the fuck made this style, whether it was Migos or whoever the fuck it was, but that da 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 I fucking that's hate that shit. It's like, come on, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the flow now, dude. That's it's a, it's pretty easy too, man. It's not like it's you know garbage. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, cunts just mime that shit. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh fuck, man, don't make me bust one right now, man. Give me Nas, give me Royce to five nine. That's all I want to fucking hear about. See, dude, I have to stay in touch with the music, right? You know what I mean? I'm an old school guy too, but I, I'm very in tune with today's shit too because, you know, of my background. Yeah, like Mussolini, all right? <laughs> like Mussolini. But who's Kennedy, Zane? For crying out. Actually, speaking of the chat though, man, um, we've got a few in the house. We've got Liz saying, hey, guys, what's going on, Liz? Thank you for joining us. Zane, of course, is in the house. Chris Willen. Javier Uchia, uh, and that's about it for now um, in the chat. Thank you for all of you guys joining us, but um, yeah, continue on, Chris. I just had to acknowledge the chat, bro. Well, what up, chat? So, all right, so we're still on Brian Danielson, and um, not only can he seem to not get out of a fucking match without injuring himself, uh, we're hearing all kinds of stuff about him backstage, right? His role backstage, things that he's doing. Apparently, he was like the head. He was the one in charge of the disciplinary committee that decided he to. He came out and said it publicly, dude. It's true. He's the one who decided to fire CM Punk. And um, listen, if you're the owner of a multi-billion-dollar corporation and you're letting some guy you hired as talent fire other people who you know, maybe might be in the spot that that guy wants. You're making a lot of fucking mistakes, man. That is real stupid. That is real yeah. fucking dumb. Can I ask, do you, look, I, I, I put this on Twitter, but do you consider Danielson a snitch? I don't know, man. I uh... Now, if it was me and you, right, just say, you and I, uh-huh. we both worked for the same company, right? And I was Daniel Bryan, now, Brian Danielson, right? Right. Me, the only worker, right? That's the same as you, and three lawyers. Yep. Me and three lawyers. And I was the deciding factor to get you out of the company. Would you consider me a snitch? 
Yeah, man, you and me wouldn't be friends no more. <laughs> See what I mean, bro? But that's my point. I, I I think the same way, and I'm kind of surprised. Like, if I was fucking punk, I'd be like, "Fuck you, Danielson, you little bitch." And he well, was getting injured way, every time. That's karma yeah, right it, now, bro. It's way worse than just "fuck you, you little bitch," as Liz uh, points out here. As if that isn't fuck a conflict yeah. of interest and could be the basis of a lawsuit. Because of course it fucking could, man. Like, absolutely. I don't know, man. Listen, I'm, I'm here. Here's how I'm going to put it to you, right? Because because you're asking, do I think he's he's a snitch? Here's how I'm going to put it to you, and I'm going to make it. I'm going to I'm going to try to make this as easy as possible because you and me actually had different opinions on this while it was going on, right? When we heard what had happened at All In, All In, right? Wait, Fuck, what are you talking? Oh, with CM Punk, you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah all In. When all we in. heard about that, my reaction was. Hell no, you do not fire CM Punk. You need right. to fire the other fucking guy who was the one starting shit. You need to tell everybody backstage, quit acting like fucking children, or CM Punk might choke you out. That like right. that literally needs to be the fucking thing backstage. So if it was me, right? If you know, if I was in Brian Danielson's shoes, right? And you did what CM Punk did. I would have said the exact same fucking thing that I said already. I would have said, no, motherfucker. Not only is that my boy and I'm going to stand up for him. But the second thing is, fuck you. You can't keep putting, you can't keep having little fucking assholes jump in Jimmy's face and be like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you, man. Yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah, fuck you, man. And not expect Jimmy to eventually just smack the shit out of somebody. That's what the fuck happened. Tell Jungle oh, Boy well, yeah. he's getting the fuck out, and that's the end of it. Move on. But, see, but, 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 okay. you thought the other thing, right? You thought CM Punk should have been fired. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I was playing fucking devil's advocate. I said I agree with you, if you remember, during the show. But I'm trying to look at both ends here, right? right. If he did touch, and I was, say, I was saying that then, if he did touch Jungle Boy without being provoked right like mm -hmm. jungle boy never laid a finger on him and right. if he did touch tony khan then let's be real that's a that's i mean if you touched your boss you're telling me you're not going to get fired no of course you are but i don't think that's yeah, what happened you know what i mean i don't think right neither do khan. i neither do i i'm saying if that happened right then yeah he should be fired but technically i totally i'm on your side with that but i'm just saying if he did touch the boss if he did say pummel jungle boy because of some words then yeah man that's that's a basis for firing but that doesn't mean if i was part of the committee that i'm gonna fire him that's a firing on the spot uh -huh. not fucking have a little committee if right. if i was being picked see i feel like and how tk, TK is this how right. tk is this to be like Oh, there's something really, really serious that we need to handle. Somebody else handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, please, please. Bro, no, no, he's a bro, fucking Brian, pussy, bro. Brian, Brian, can you handle <laughs> it? <please>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably hugging him. You know when he's got that weird look when he hugs motherfuckers, right? Uh, he's probably got that look while hugging Dennis. He'd be like, "All right, Tony, I'll go. I'll go and handle it, right?" But the thing is, if I was Danielson and TK put me on the spot to find my friend. I'd be pretty shitty too if I was Danielson. Mm -hmm. But clearly he doesn't seem to give a shit. So, and he admitted it. And you know what excuse he used? What his dead father told him once. If it's the right thing, it's the right thing. You know what I mean? I'm not using it verbatim here, but 
basically on those grounds. That was his excuse. Yeah, but the right thing is to fire the biggest name in your company because, like, after weeks and weeks of nonsense plus bullshit with the fucking, with the, plus all of the shit that happened with the, uh, uh, travel coordinator that night plus you know uh the former incident being with the evps plus the evps canceling a meeting that you yourself set up for them to have with cm punk so that that they can squash the fucking beef etc 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 plus weeks of this little shithead with the fucking mop hair uh talking shit about you and 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 di- being disrespectful the fucking jungle boy was disrespectful oh, about yeah, the glass yeah, sorry, weeks sorry, yeah. before the fuck before that's this fuck true happened. and i showed the evidence on that on like, during our shows and that was before all in bro weeks before all in like nah my reaction to that is the same reaction as samoa joe had I wasn't yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it didn't bother Joe because he knew he's untouchable too, bro. Let's be real. That's, I mean, shit, man. I I don't know. I just my my whole thing with 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 that entire fucking situation is that, that first of all, as soon as Punk gets to the fucking building, I'm taking him to the side. I'm saying, Phil, I am so sorry about what happened. We will find a new travel coordinator. That guy's fired. I don't care. He, the, the, he that's was already a kind of in a shitty mood. <laughs> right, you know exactly. I mean? He was already in a shitty mood. And let's not forget that this fucking travel coordinator didn't just fuck up the travel. Weeks before that, he was posting a bunch of shit on Twitter about how sh- about, about how much he didn't like fucking CM Punk. Because their travel coordinator is part of the fucking California crew. So, yeah, bro. If I'm running the company... You just fucked up my biggest star's travel and had him on the fucking bus or whatever. You had him. You had him in the fucking can. On the train. On the. You had train. him in the fucking train. You had him in the yeah. fucking train in a country he's not from. On the night of <laughs> yeah. our biggest fucking show ever, you are fired. Get the fuck out. So he came in in a completely shitty mood, right? Already. I w- now, if I was him, I would have been pissed. I'm already, like, looking for a fight pretty much, right? You know yeah. what I mean? And then Jungle Boy just topped it off. You know what I mean? So I can see why Punk lost his shit. You know what I mean? Not only doesn't anybody listen to him, right? They just don't want to listen to him. But they, they're fucking treating him like he's some piece of shit. And, yeah, and apparently, is this is a new this is a new role for for Brian Danielson. Since we've also heard that he's handed out a number of fines for social <laughs> media he? conduct. No, really? Yup, yup. <laughs> Just straight up aping Ben Hamin's shtick, man. Here's no, a fine for your. I Twitter. haven't heard this one. No Here's way, a fine dude. for your Twitter. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Talk about fucking drunk with power suddenly. Uh, I mean... The hall monitor, Brian Danielson. Dude, uh, look, look, we know Danielson's one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet, right? Period, right? Yep. But what what experience does this guy have at doing this sort of job? And you can tell he's not experienced because look at the shit he's doing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And pretty quickly, too. See, this is again where the problem lies, and it goes back to TK. I'm not blaming Danielson. It's not Danielson's fault that TK has given him all that power. No. Nope. Right? I mean, we, we know he's taken Punk's position on Collision. That's his show now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Zane with the facts. Damn, that was Bin's idea. Fact. True. But yeah. 
So now he's got that. And if he's riding Collision 2, he sucks. I'm sorry. He sucks. Collision's just... been straight ass for a month and a half. More, probably, dude. I mean, you're lucky you missed out this week, dude. I mean, seriously. I mean, me uh, me and look, we, me and Vet both gave it an F, bro. I gave it an F for feces. <laughs> it was you know that I mean? bad. That uh, bad, dude. Fuck. Well, it was I'm, glad it was, I'm glad it was my little girl's birthday. By the way, yeah. I know you're not listening because you're in bed right now. But if you listen <laughs> back at any point in your life, happy birthday, Freya. I love you. <laughs> happy birthday, Freya. <laughs> yeah. How, wait, is it, how old did she turn, by the way? Seven. Wow. So now it's seven and eight? Seven and eight, man. Wow. Seven and eight. Fuck. Shit. They're yep. growing quick, dude. <laughs> I know, man. And, and it's freaky because I'm seeing two more up days. Podcast. And two more days, I'll be 38. So, oh, you're nearly hitting the 4 0, bro. It sucks. Getting Trust old. Trust me. Dude, I mean, <laughs> look, I don't feel any different than I did fucking 20 years ago, bro. I still try to keep as fit as possible. So no shit. I'll go and yeah. shoot hoops. I'll, I'll fucking ride a bike. You know what I mean? Just to, just to stay kind of fit. But, man, I'd love to play soccer again, for example, right? Like, indoor soccer, at least. But I know fucking deep down, it's like, man, I can't keep up with these young whippersnappers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it sucks. Yeah. No, I get it. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll hit the gym, too, the boxing gym. And it's like, as much as I like training, and I do, dude. Like, if I ever want to fuck, if I ever, like, won the fucking lottery, that's what I do. I would open Hell a boxing yeah, gym, and I would just fucking train because i i, I love, love training that. i love, I love teaching and shit Me but like too, as, bro. i love training and as much as i love it and as much as like i'm pretty skilled i know what i'm doing there's sometimes when like you know there's a 23 year old in there who's just muscled out of his fucking mind and it's just like uh no i'm not gonna train with you no Dude, it's, it's also it's not <laughs> even you just can train with this guy fuck that the muscles you can still build at this age right no matter what you can right yeah, and it's just all up here. It's up the here. reaction speed but, is like a half second slow, and that in boxing is that's the difference between getting hit and getting knocked the fuck out. And you might think you're not that touch slow, but when you fucking like fuck around with a twenty year old, you realize shit. Like that's just you know that, and the quickness too, do and the fitness most importantly. They just they're way fitter. They can just go on and on and on, man. No matter how much you train, how much you run. They'll always be that step quicker, and it sucks. Unless you got a real hard punch, and you fucking... Like, George Foreman was lucky, bro. I mean, I don't know how blessed. he did it, bro. Blessed. Absolutely blessed, bro. Even yeah. Evander Holyfield, man. He kept going pretty fucking late, too, man, and was still yeah. tough. Commander you know Vander. Yeah, he was pretty well shot. He basically kept fighting because he had like 16 children and had to keep paying child support he was broke too yeah he's all super christian but he's got like 16 fucking kids with all these different <laughs> yeah. women it's like eh, maybe you should say fuck every once in a while and not fuck people all the time that pull the handbrake son pull the <laughs> handbrake you know what i mean but you know a lot of boxes a lot of heavyweight boxes you know who they say was the hardest puncher in the heavyweight division Back then, well, there's a couple of them, but who who are you going oh, with? Take a guess, take one guess, and it's not who you think. Well, I mean, okay, so Ernie Shavers was a really really hard puncher. I'm talking um, about the Tyson era now. 
Oh, the Tyson era? Right, who had yeah. the hardest punch? And it's I not mean, Tyson, so there's a there's a hint. I mean, Foreman, if you're including everybody. Believe it or not, Tommy Morrison, bro. bro. Uh, Mor Morrison, yeah, he was vicious, man. He was... Man, if he didn't get fucking HIV, I really wonder what would have happened. I believe that, that dude. Career, Tommy Gunn, bro. He was good. He was real good. Lots of Underrated. fun to watch, too, man. Lots of fun to watch. Like, even if he was never going to be world heavyweight champion, that fucking guy was fun to watch. Man, he was. if he wasn't in that era of so many super heavyweights that were so good, he would have been world champion easily, bro. Imagine him today, say, oh, coming yeah. along. Yeah, no, no. Half these if fucking that guys, Tommy man. Morrison came around right now, <laughs> he destroy he dude. I know the Gypsy King is look. He's unorthodox, one of the most unorthodox boxers I've seen in my life, dude. Right, but Tommy Real Morrison awkward. would fucking. I mean, how does he fight like that, bro? He's literally you know, there's hand puppets. Like put him up, put him up, and then psh, and like psh. that's how he punches. But somehow he gets it done. I, I just I don't know, bro. It's bizarre. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, well, let's talk about wrestling. We must. It yeah, is. Uh, damn. We're talking about boxing for that long. It is. How do we always get back to boxing? <laughs> oh, because boxing's awesome. Uh, we so and also, show I, that's just something that comes to my mind a lot. We really yeah, me do. Too, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So dynamite begins, and we have a no holds oh, yeah. barred match between Moxley and Rush. Wait, wait, wait. No, what? it wasn't no holds barred. Yeah, it was a hardcore match. Uh, no, right? Wait, what? No, oh no, 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 it wasn't. It was a gold, so... it was a golden shower match. Oh, so striking your opponent with a full beer can is legal in AEW now? Uh, yeah, as well cool. as well as in tournaments. That's really cool. Um, why do they even like say that a disqualification or a count out or whatever will result in one point each if if we're just allowed to hit each other with fucking weapons and shit? I can't answer that question. <laughs> I have no idea. I've tried to figure it out for a long time now, Chris, and uh, I can't figure it out, dude. I just can't. Bro, I, and listen, I I really like Roosh. Like, I really think that he's Me like too. he's a he's a good wrestler. But he's he's got to have somebody to work with, and I frankly think that like John Moxley <clears throat> is just he's in his phone it in stage at this point, man. He he's he's on his uh, greatest hits retirement tour um, <laughs> stage of his career because this this was just crap. At one point, the the ref, so th this like no joke made me laugh. This this fucking popped me. I'm watching. I'm watching these two and they're standing in the fucking middle of the ring and they're doing this mm. thing where they're exchanging chops again. It's like right. the fourth time in the fucking match where they're doing this. Standard, I'm going to hit you and now I'm going to stand here and come on, hit me. And then you hit me and then I'm going to hit you and then you hit me. And then uh, it's just, it's fucking stupid. So they're standing there. They're doing that chop exchange spot and the ref, like no joke. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to like stand up so I can show you what the fuck was happening. But so the ref, no joke is standing there like slumped, almost like sitting like this on his shoulders, watching them. Like, was it the bold guy by any chance? No, it was by the little chance? dude with the fucking vampire hairline. Anyway. Um, uh, Weems big. Uh, anyway, the fucking ref was just like, this is, 
bullshit and I don't want to fucking be here anymore. And it was like, oh, God bless your heart, because nobody wants to watch this shit, even the fucking ref. <laughs> Look, that's why I'm starting to be convinced. I think I said it to the vet, funny enough, but um, when you went on the show, but I was saying, or to John Enright, but I've noticed now with AEW, maybe it's not the ref's fault after all. I think they get told, not like they actually get told to do this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, well, well, anyway, sorry. D was just screaming out. All good, D. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. No. But yes, man. the, the vampire the headline. Jesus, man, she's shocking me. Uh, where was I? That threw me right off, dude. <laughs> I totally forgot what, where I was up to there. Uh, we're just talking about the fucking refs just stand the, the ref was legit oh, yeah, standing yeah, yeah, yeah. there with his I fucking shoulders slumped. No, but I don't even mean like he wasn't calling anything. I mean he was standing there with his shoulders slumped with his head tilted to the side, and oh, it really just do. read like Are you fucking serious, guys? Another chop battle. Like it like it legit like Count if you watch fucking back five. fucking zoom in on the fucking dude's face. It was like uh, well, like I said, I was having a lot of internet issues during this match, man. So fucking, I couldn't really watch it properly. So I'm gonna have to relook at that. But um, I mean, but one thing I have noticed is the referees are kind of giving this fuck. I don't know what to do. Sort of look anymore. Yeah. Or they get told not to count. Like, and then one week they count. Like, I, it's just. But we need some consistency, man. You know what I mean? Either the either. Be more transparent and just say, fuck it, there's no rules, right? Or the AEW specialized rules, right? It's fucking, it's it's everybody in the ring at once. Tags are not, they don't have to be a thing. Uh-huh. How about fuck tags? If AEW want to be different, honestly, right? I know we will probably shit on it, right? But it's, I'm being serious. Fuck it. Why not have that rule to be different from WWE, Every right? Every tag match is a tornado tag match. Tornado tag every match. AEW rules, bro. That way there's it consistency. Would be different. You know what to expect. Right. Yep. Yes. Thinking no, outside right. the box kind of thing. Instead of playing games like, you know, we, we don't really like need a tag. But you don't pretend there's rules and then not enforce them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that, that's the thing that's annoying. Otherwise, what's the point of riffs? Just say the riffs are there to count one, two, three. That's it that's uh, that's what i've been saying for a long time they need to just have the announcer say listen folks you know we're doing things the way ecw did things right that's we're doing it. things yeah. the way that the the way that the hardcore wrestling has done things since the beginning of time the referee he's not here to tell the, the wrestlers what they can and can't do he's just here to count to three but then yeah. they'd have to make it make sense within that context and they don't want to bother doing that either so they so we wind up in this fucking situation where everybody's cheating, but the referee can't do anything. But we know right. it's cheating because the referee won't wouldn't let them do it. So it's like I don't know. You just wind up with this half pregnant fucking company, which is that's exactly what it is. It's fucking half, half pregnant. pregnant. Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, look, man. Mox wins with a choke out, and then Rush like gets that, up, man. And, he gets up right away. Roosh gets up right away, and he's like shoving the referee like it was a mistake or whatever. Um, this was just Roosh trying to protect himself, and I get it, but come on, I I I don't get it, man. 
take He's the loss. Like I know. Take the loss with some fucking pride, man. You know what I mean? Like it's okay to even stand losses? up after. Yeah, he does. But like, you're doing your fucking job, man. Don't tell me Roosh isn't getting <laughs> paid well to do it. Nah, but you know what? I'd be a little pissed, man. Two losses, like really, Roosh. Yeah, but I mean, who's he losing to? He lost to John Moxley, who's a former world champion, right? And he lost to Swerve. I can't even remember. Was it? What? Oh, uh, was it Swerve? I, I can't fucking remember. remember. Bro. This this is why the, the tournament is fucking meaningless, right? <laughs> How many times at like week two of the G one have you have you had a conversation with somebody and and been like, oh wait, who did they lose to? I don't know. Who the fuck cares? When was the last time that happened during the G one? Never. Never, because it's because it means something. It has a fucking point to it. It's just the way this tournament's already going. Is just yeah. I don't know, man, but Zane Vicious in the chat says American Lucha with New Japan tournaments. They'll put butts in seats. Triple A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, what can right. we say? He's right. Yep. So next up, we have Roddy Strong in the kingdom. He's doing, he's still doing the broken neck wheelchair thing. Uh, TK doesn't understand the difference between heel heat and go away heat, does he? Because nobody <laughs> fucking hates Roderick Strong. Nobody sees Roderick Strong and is like, oh, boo, what an asshole. I hate you, Roderick Strong. I want to see somebody kick your ass. The only thing people feel when they see Roderick Strong is, I want to watch hockey now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to be here. Fuck Roderick Strong. <laughs> oh, you didn't just do that, Chris. I, I love the fucking, I love the little warning so I can do this. <laughs> right after you do it. But it's impossible to warn me. But come on, man. That was I good. Know. All right. So anyway, he stands up. So I guess it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, MJF and Hangman uh, backstage. This was good. I'm going to say it. This segment between MJF and Hangman backstage was actually really good. It started off shit because Hangman comes in and he's like, and he's like, oh. yeah, he's fuck. He's like, he's like, oh, uh, swerve. You know, you broke into my home. You broke into my son's uh, uh, room, but you beat me. And I'm a big enough man that I can admit when someone's beaten. How you don't dumb. say that after someone broke into your fucking house. You know what that means? your baby child. <laughs> you know who, who, what that is? Ah. Uh. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Do you hear that? Yeah. A dummy. Yeah. Dummy. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah, a dummy. That's yeah. what fucking uh, butterfly fucking hangman. <laughs> How do you give respect to someone that fucking went into your house, was by the crib? I mean, is he all right? Is this guy like? Can I give him anything like of the benefit of the doubt? Can I say maybe he's taken one too many knocks to the head or something? But it's well. not that. I can't give him any credit for that, but I will give him credit for the for the rest of the segment here. So MJF shows up, right? 
And MJF's kind of like, oh, hey, Adam, <laughs> you like my belt? Look at my belt. Right. Yeah, that was funny. And, and confusing. Uh, it was a little confusing because uh, MJF doesn't have enough people feuding with him. He also wants to get in the face of Adam Page now. Uh, cool. <laughs> He's the fucking devil. I'm telling you, bro. I've been saying this for how long? And after tonight, it's even more obvious, dude. And I gotta say, man, I gotta say, I I don't I don't like it from that perspective. I don't like it from the perspective of like why the fuck would MJF be getting in the face of somebody else? That kind He's of thing. Being a heel again, right? This is what confuses me, also, bro. This was heel, know, fucking MJF. And their interaction was good. Like it was Absolutely. good. This was a good segment for a wrestling show, man. This this was this was solid stuff between two guys who you believe have heat with each other. Like these, like this seemed like this was a little bit of like walk the line, you know, a little bit of hey, like, look. you know, I'm saying this, you know, as, as a character, but really, really, you know, like both of them came across that way. So this was a really good segment. I got it. I got it. I'm going to call it out when I see it. This was a really good segment for a pro wrestling show. These look, guys hit I'm, it out of the park. Both of I'm them. I'm going to give both of them. Absolutely. I'm going to give Hangman his flowers, right? When he's got someone good to play off of on, he's actually pretty good, man. He's actually a pretty good promo guy, but he has to be invested in it and believe it. You can tell we swerve. He's not feeling it because he knows deep down, I hope, that it's bullshit. Like, you got, I mean, fuck drinking blood. I don't care. People say they love that spot because of the circumstances, because of what he did to Hangman's family. Does that mean you go and drink your enemy's blood? No, it means like if somebody like again, man, if somebody broke into my fucking house like I, and did that to my kids, I don't care. You're dead. If we work in the same fucking building, blood. I'm showing up and I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, I'm going to straight up fucking end your life, man. Like you are dead. You like somebody better be there to haul my ass off of you because I ain't going to stop. Like he violated your wife and your kid. Like, dude, what the fuck? Come on. A but you know what? I'll give my, I'll give respect where respect is due, bro. Yeah. Anyway, I don't I don't want to get into it because it's fucking stupid. But this yeah. segment was good. The way that it ends is uh, uh, MJF accuses Paige of being the devil, and then Paige uh, accuses M uh, Paige accuses MJF of being the devil, and the, and then MJF accuses Paige, and it's like uh, you're the devil. No, you're you the are. devil. I know you are, but what am I bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what it was. It ended kind of weird and silly, but... And then Samoa yeah. Joe kind of kind of saves MJF from getting into a fight by being like, hey, uh, get the fuck out of here. He's mine. He's my bitch. He's my... This is mine. Like prison style. This this one's mine. Get the fuck away. Fuck him in the ass. <laughs> prison style. That's what he's referring to. No, but Liz with the with the fucking thing saying this is just so disgusting. Like, do these people not know about blood-borne diseases for fluff's sake? Uh, clearly not, Liz. It's gross. I mean, that was feral. it's feral. Yeah, thanks, it was Steve. feral. Fucking D with the no comments. Worries. Yeah, know, it geez. was, man. But it was fucking feral. That's gross. And even MJF like called it out in this promo. Right? He was like, he was like, yeah, I don't. I didn't really care to see, you know, the match of who could get more STDs at the end of it. And it's like, it's not. I'm so glad wrong. he said that, bro. 
Like <laughs> he's not wrong. It's stupid, dude. I mean, yuck. Ugh. Yeah, fucking... disgusting. I don't know what possessed him to do that. Regardless, dude. Like weird, dude, man. I I don't know, man. And like you know, and people like I have met people in the past who have a thing for drinking people's blood, but those are weird fucking fucking people. Yeah, they're they're weird vampy motherfuckers, and they (laughs) get off on it. It's a sexual thing. I have never in my life seen somebody do that because they were trying to to be. They were angry. They were so angry that they drank somebody's blood. Mike Tyson bit a motherfucker's ear off and then spat it out. He didn't eat the fucking ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that like it was yesterday, man. Weird, man. That's on flight. Absolutely. Anyway, it's fucking weird. Um, but still, I liked this segment. This was good. I call it out when I fucking see it. If something's good, I say it's good. This was good. Um, Mark Briscoe and Swerve Strickland coming up next. Um, we're told a number of times by the announcers that Mark needs the win to stay alive in the tournament. Uh, but they were hinting he was going to lose throughout the whole match because I don't know if you paid notice, but they were saying, oh, but he could become a disrupt- uh, disruptor and blah, blah, blah. Before the match was even over, like they were getting you ready for him to lose. Yeah. And that's what I hate about this tournament, bro. It's so predictable so far, man. I mean, it's just the most predictable thing in the world. And again, it's predictable in a way that, like, the G1 has been doing this better for years now. I don't even, I've never even watched the G1. I remember listening to reviews of the G1 and being like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Tino or whatever got a win. Isn't he like, he's a clown, right? Nobody really thinks Tino is going to be good, but there he is getting the win or whatever. I don't know that there's a guy named Tino, but I'm just saying like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like a guy will get a win over like a guy who he shouldn't beat. And it's like, oh my God, wow. Like that's a big deal. Right. And generally by the time, like two weeks is up, you don't already know who's winning the fucking G1. Right. And this right now, all this seems like to me is this is an excuse to get Brian and Moxley. In the finals? That's all it seems like to me. You know what, dude? I feel like it might be uh I know it's gonna sound silly, right? Uh Kingston, bro. Don't run him off because (sighs) he's gonna dig. I know he's lost his first two matches, but he's gonna dig from underneath, dude. Yes, spoiler, exactly. <laughs> Awful. But like we said, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. That's, that's well, she thinks Kingston, Kingston isn't going to yes. win. I don't know why. I just think Kingston's going to win because we'll see. Hey, I'm hardly ever There's wrong, no so let's see what happens. All let's right. Let's see what happens. So I Briscoe just feel like they're going to build that story. So Briscoe and Sorry. Swerve, they start off wrestling a little more of a subdued style match here, uh, which is good because the opener was just a fucking hurricane of nonsense. Right. Um, I I need to know, though, Jimmy, you know more about like the history of Japanese wrestling and all of this other shit. So you know where all these spots come from and everything. I need to ask you and I need you to know because I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Who the fuck 
started this whole exchanging strikes on the apron thing. Because it looks like garbage every fucking time. It's like the original Mortal Kombat. You can't go anywhere. You're stuck in 2D fighting each other on the fucking apron. It looks like shit. It always looks like shit. It has always looked like shit. It will continue to always look like shit. I don't understand why the fuck anybody wrestles that way. Why is that spot a thing? Dude, I hardly ever saw that in Japan straight out. I feel like that's a new phenomenon, man. Like, for real. And I've been watching Japanese wrestling as much this year because it's just been hard. You know what I mean? Not only is it dangerous, legitimately, because that actually is a really solid piece of the ring. That doesn't, like, that's not a joke. It really is a really solid piece of the ring. There's a reason why most people don't do fucking bumps on there. But guys are just standing there on the thing like there's a reason to be there and if and if i'm on the apron and somebody else is on the apron and we want to fight but we don't want to just get back in the ring i'm literally just gonna take a step and i'm gonna go on the side of the ring you know ringside and i'm gonna be like come on down here then motherfucker and then we're gonna fight because if you just have 2d available Mm -hmm. to you you are much less effective in a fight. I don't True. understand why that has ever become a thing. It drives me up a fucking wall every time I see it. I don't care As who it does should. it. Christian does it, then the fucking match is shit. Uh, Roosh does it, then the match is shit. Jay White does it, then the match is shit. Because it's fucking stupid. It is stupid, dude. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It is stupid. But this is pro wrestling in 2023, dude, unfortunately. You never see it in WWE, though, that's for sure. Well, when WWE is the last fucking vestige of good pro wrestling, we're in a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking wrestling world is, you know, having problems. Um, in North anyway, America, this... definitely, bro. <laughs> anyway, this match turned into a pretty good, solid wrestling match because... Look, what can I say, right? These two guys know how to work. These are these are two solid professional wrestlers who actually understand what a wrestling match is supposed to look like. Um, near falls on both sides with five minutes to go. Uh, I noticed the crowd was hot. Like, at this point, I was like, man, the crowd's really into this. Um, you know, I know we've seen stuff from collision tapings, and there was f- fucking near nobody in the arena. Um, Crazy, man. But they were loud here. They were loud here. They were loud most of the rest of the night, too, from this point. Um, And then Swerve wins with that top rope stomp thing, which means Mark Briscoe's just here to eat pins, which we kind of knew when he was announced for the tournament. So It's true, bro. It's sad, but it is what it is. Yeah, he's he's the Daniel Garcia of the gold block, so... It's sad, dude. He's basically in AEW slash Ring of Honor for nothing. Just to eat yep. pins, dude. Just eat pins. and You could have told a fucking story because of his brother, bro. Could have told an incredible story because of his brother. Could have told a... Could have told one of those kinds of stories that can transcend professional wrestling and just I mean, be a really deep story. And but... wouldn't it be cool if he won this tournament, right? Because by this point, I don't think... People use the excuse, oh, because his brother died. They feel sorry for him. It's past that now, dude. 
if he won this tournament, I think it would have done not only wonders for for him, but wonders for like you know AEW in general, man. You know what I mean? Because it would have been a real story, but nope. Yep, there's an actual story here that you could tell. He even, dude, I noticed today when his fucking entrance happened and everything, he comes out the fucking like the video behind him still has like half of its Mark Briscoe, half of Absolutely. its Jay Briscoe. Like for sure, man. There's there's money there. There's so much fucking money and you can do it in a way that's super respectful to Jay's memory. Like and well, don't tell you... me don't tell right. me that Jay wouldn't like that Jay knowing, you know, if he would have known he was going to die, Jay would have wanted Mark to be even more successful as a result of it. You know what I mean? Sure, he would have wanted something good to happen as a result of his death, right? Like, that's the kind of people the Briscoes both are. Like, I know Jay has, like, a history where people are, like, mad at him or whatever for stuff he said. But, like, they're both good, down-to-earth country boys, right? These are the kinds of people who, like, they will jump on a fucking grenade. So... Jay, like Jay, would want Mark to be successful. He would want them to do something big, something awesome with the memory of Jay Briscoe, right? Instead, one hundred man. Instead, Mark's just here to fucking eat pins. And the thing is, I don't even have to put much thought to it, man. It writes itself. But this company doesn't see what's ahead of them, bro, or what the future is. I mean, they just don't. I again, man, when you hire people like. Danielson to run certain things, right? But you don't hire people that actually know how to do the job. Yep. What does that tell you, man? It's frustrating, bro. It is, man. And it gets more and more frustrating as you watch and just make the same oh. mistakes over and over again. So anyway, not Australian girl is uh, having an interview with Renee. Um, what's her name? Mar Maria? Maria Hill? Yeah, Wait, Maria. Oh, May. Mariah, Mariah of May. You mean? <laughs> yeah, Maria Hill. She's English. From... English, bro. Yeah, Maria Hill from the Avengers movies. Um, <laughs> Look what they're doing with her. Nothing, dude. She's actually a good get for their women's division. We've seen nothing. Yeah. So far, she's the groupie for Tony Storm. Fuck! Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, Samoa Joe and MJF are set for tag action when the lights go out and then flash a bunch Ooh. of times. They didn't just go out like like a normal like lights out, which would make sense as like a you know the villains turn the lights off and then they have somebody backstage who like turn the lights off and turn the lights back on for them because they're bad guys, wow. right? No, 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 no. The lights go out and then they're all blinky and stuff and there's lights and there's oh the this this light goes off and we can see stuff happening because there's random lights going off and on and it's like <laughs> fucking. Uh, high school fucking it's like it's like somebody somebody legit did like the lighting for a high school play and was like yeah i can do this i can do this <laughs> dude this was fucking uh this has been so joe's Benny surrounded shit, by the bro. devil's rejects yep the lights go out and then joe's all alone in the ring and there's nobody else there and then there's a video from backstage, and it appears that MJF has been laid out with a broken bottle. 
and then the devil shows up on the screen looking at Joe and breathes deeply. (laughs) 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 Dude, what the fuck was this shit? This is fucking shit. This is worse than a B-grade fucking horror flick. This was Benny Hill. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Just... Come on, bro. And then we don't even see MJF get hit with anything. Right? No. Nope. As per we usual. Just show, it's just him laid out and there's glass next to him. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> this is fucking dumb and cheesy and stupid. Are we supposed to... Now, if there's going to be some sort of swerve, right, then it's not MJF, it's still dumb. For real, it's, it's still Extra stupid. dumb if it's not MJF. MJF's it's, the only thing that'll be even halfway good at this point, and I mean halfway good. And that can handle the fucking heat, but when everyone turns because of everyone being so, like, disappointed that it's MJF. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now it's starting to look absolutely obvious, bro. I sure fucking hope it is, because if it isn't, like I said, it's going to be really hard to do anything that's going to be satisfying for the audience. All right, say it's not, right? I still think it'll still lead to MJF eventually. Like, say it's Adam Cole, it'll still MJF that was the mastermind. Like, but we won't know it just yet. Because you can't... Now they're fucking making it seem like it's got to be him. The commentators, everybody. Like, suddenly everyone's pointing the finger at him. When no one was pointing the finger at him, bro. You know what I mean? So it's almost like they're setting us up that it's going to be MJF so everybody doesn't get absolutely disappointed. Because at least with MJF, he can run with that heel heat. You know what I mean? I still think there's an outside chance that it's CM Punk. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. (laughs) It's got to (laughs) be. Yeah. Zane in the chat. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Jesus Christ. Bro, if it's Kyle O'Reilly. I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. No. He's got no personality to be the devil, bro. No. Think about it. He's got no fucking personality. Not even the Cole personality. He's... He, look, I like Cole O'Reilly. Great worker in the ring. But tell me if if he's got any sort of personality. Let's be real. Does he? No. He has less he personality than Roderick Strong. If it's Sammy Callahan, that's cool, right? But why? And that's the new one. Uh, Chris, so everybody suddenly get on. Sammy Callahan's the next suspect. And what makes you think it's... Is he out of contract with Impact? Do we know? Or sorry, TNA? I mean, seriously. I get that it's similar to his character. But that's even more disappointing. If it's Sammy Callahan for me, bro. I can't stand it. If it's Sammy Callahan, I need to understand how he fits in with everything that's happening. Yeah, like hell. That's all I'm saying. I don't don't need to have any... I don't want to talk about fucking the fucking does. devil anymore. Alright, enough of the devil, but he needs personality, bro. For sure. Anyway, Moxley's backstage and he cuts the same old fucking promo. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I respect God and my mom and everybody else can fuck off. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm going to beat people up. Watch me bleed. Are we supposed to feel sorry for him now? I don't know. He kind of, like... You remember that Evanescence song? <laughs> Which one? You know, that was like... 
Dang man, I can't remember how the fuck, <laughs> how the fuck it goes, but you know what I'm saying. You know, like the really, really popular Evanescence song. Like that's what I think I of every song, time bro. I watch that dude because it's just like, wah wah wah. Look how tough I am. I'm tough because I can handle pain. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, man. Go smoke some meth and chill the fuck out. <laughs> well, Liz, before I know you don't want to talk about this, but this says about Callahan. He's a free agent and he's had the whole hacking into the system and messing with the lights in other promotions. But did you see the devil, Liz? There's the difference. I'm just saying. And Harvey laughing at uh, Zane Colorado. Lol. <laughs> That's a lol. That's a no. lol. <laughs> no, it's not Kyle O'Reilly. Like, uh, uh, all right well next up i honestly thought that there was a fucking thing from turner classic movies because ben oh, Mankiewicz yes. is yep. here to from turner classic movies and i was like uh, are they are they trying to get us to watch turner classic movies on the <laughs> wrestling program <laughs> wait 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 what's the dem- demographic is it like 70 plus it's like 80 plus like nobody oh, watches turner I classic see. movies dude <laughs> um turner classic movies that is the channel all my life that i stayed away from bro yeah like yeah. all my yeah. life like it was there and i was just like nah <laughs> nah you always play that <laughs> black and white 50s shit like fuck that like, yeah, no. Um, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Um, but other than that, no. Uh, so he he's basically just here to tell us how special Tony Storm is. And I, as soon as he started talking about Tony Storm, I was like, ah, oh, they got me. Ah, Tony Storm's wonderful. I love. I fucking love Tony Storm. Uh, so yeah, I was happy. Uh, anyway, chin up, tits out. Watch for the shoe. S- no ass up. I mean, <laughs> fuck, man. This match. So Tony, Desto- so Tony Storm is defending her title against Dark, dark skies. skies. And by the way, did you see Sky? Actually, is she even dark anymore? Uh, she came out to like to like some heavy metal track. So, <laughs> did you know she was she basically wearing the J string in this match? I mean, I. Bro, this fucking match was just ass <laughs> for days match. This was like, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I think this match was good. I think I was way too busy, like, thinking about other things to really, like, properly <laughs> put, pay attention. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, Both these girls, damn. man. Holy like, fuck. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. But no shit. Uh, Dark Sky with, uh, I mean, the outfit of the night by far. And, you know, Bro. Tony Storm was that, Tony yeah, Storm. Yeah, dude, but... that thing Tony Storm's wearing lately is fucking smoking, bro. At one point, they went to the outside and uh, they did like a little hip attack thing where mm-hmm. she, like, she put, you know, dark sky in the corner and then she did like a running ass strike to her face and i'm just i'm just gonna say say, listen i i boxed for a number of years and tony (laughs) if you need somebody who can confidently take that move just over and over and over again all day while you practice it 
I'm your guy. I I have a real <laughs> thick fucking head. You're not going to knock me out <laughs> or anything. I am willing to just sit there and take that fucking move all day. Just all day. All day. Hey, look, he's in the house. Leverett, where have you been? What are they testing on you tonight, bro? Crab cat out. <laughs> crab cats. Crab cats. We have crab cats. <laughs> you do. Anyway, Tony Storm kicks out of a cold out of a cold blue. Tony Schiavone says it's due to Storm's big legs. And uh it's, big legs. Yeah. I see. It's, it's the 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 it's it's the 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 very large, very powerful legs of Tony Storm that allowed her to kick out of that. And I went, <laughs> "Yep, she's sexy. Uh, I really, really like the way these two women look." <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, lie. Oh and, man, I mean, they wanted to say all sorts of shit, but obviously they couldn't. But uh, it was as for days, it was an astastic match. It was fucking great. Honestly, though, I actually think this was a good match. This this was a good matchup between these two. Storm wins, um, and Montreal's classy enough to give her her flowers after the win. Yay! Hooray! We love you, Tony. And then Rio came and ruined everything. Oh, my God. I heard the fucking music. That ding, 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 ding. seriously what are they doing bro i you know i've never been more proud of of la belle provence um than i was hearing them boo rio (laughs) during what i'm sure was supposed to be like a triumphant return but they were like come on we want to fucking cheer tony we don't want you it worries me too bro because are they gonna hot shot it once again right back to Rio? Every time Rio's around, you know what happens, bro. Yeah, I do know what happens. Is she loved Kenny long time, and Kenny makes <laughs> sure that he gets the booking right where Rio goes over. Right, like exactly what Labrat says, man. Why is Rio gonna get a title shot? No one cares. Nobody. She, no, and I don't. I... Why? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'll never understand this company, dude. I just don't get it, man. Like I said, very proud of you, Montreal. This deserved <laughs> to be booed, and you booed. Absolutely. Good job. Anyway, uh, we get a match I'm looking forward to, or I was looking forward to before the match. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jay White in a tournament match. Mm-hmm. We get a Let's Go Jay, Jay, you suck. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, this and this is fucking this company's fault. When you've got one too many J's, Pages, Cages, Copeland's, Adams, Amples, I mean Tony's, yeah. Tony's male and female, and it's a bunch of Adams, a bunch of Adams, a, bu- a, bunch, a bunch of, bunch of apples, <laughs> a bunch of Christmas, <laughs> a bunch of fucking I don't know, bro. There's too many of the same names, dude. Bunch of like, marks. Come on. Bunch of marks. Definitely a bunch of marks. I mean, come on, man. Like, fucking think for a moment. It's rare when you see WWE have two wrestlers with the same name. There, There is. But it's rare. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, mean, I am on. not going to go into detail about this match because it was very disappointing. Um, J1 was the match. Yeah, the <laughs> crowd. 
the yeah J one. Um, yes, this was all J. Uh, J was definitely in charge of this match. Uh, J um, landed a hundred percent of the offense. Actually, came from J, which is <laughs> shocking. You don't usually see matches like that where one guy gets a hundred percent of the. I'm just it, I'm just doing the J thing at this point. Yeah, J White wins. Um, this should have been a better match. I wanted this to be better because I really, really like Jay White. And I really, it, really like Jay Lethal. Was it just me or did they both seem sort of disappointed during this match? They both seemed, I don't know, tired or frustrated or something. But you could frustrated, sort of... Frustrated, bro. You could sort of tell and from both of them. And the crowd didn't help. And the crowd no, didn't help. Yeah, the crowd was fucking around. And I really don't think Jay White likes that shit when the crowd's like, Oh, you're a heel, but we like you. I legitimately think that bothers Jay White, which because good he'll on try you, to man. make you hate him even more, bro. Like, believe yeah. me, dude. No, and I if don't. they're not cheering him, he'll make sure. Like, for example, in Japan during COVID and for a long time after COVID, mm. the Japanese fans weren't allowed to clap. Right? I mean, they weren't allowed to cheer, but they were allowed to clap only. So cheering would get you kicked out of the building because of COVID. I kid you not, bro. So. As a troll that Jay White fucking is, right? COVID. <laughs> right? But Jay White, the fucking troll that he is, you'd be like, come on, Osaka! Like in his typical fucking, you know, voice. Cheer for me! Cheer for me! Come on, you fucking idiots! Cheer for me! Like literally, right? And they'll be just clapping, no, no! Fucking cheer! <laughs> He's gotten people kicked out of the arena. Because <laughs> uh... of fucking, of, of cheering you, man. But yeah, that... That's the thing, man. You gotta love Jay White. But Jay just... White made COVID entertaining. That's I'm that's you, amazing. I'm telling you, he, right before, I mean, right after the COVID bullshit, he was funny as hell, bro. Mm. Well, Jay White continues to be great. This match was not. Um, next up, main event time: Edge versus Christian for the TNT <sighs> Championship. Um. The match was fine. The crowd was mm, awesome. Was it? The crowd was awesome, but did the match really live up? No. It didn't. <laughs> no, this... It really the, didn't. So, first of all, I'm going to give the crowd some... I'm going to give the crowd flowers. So, I, I I wrote down in my notes before this even started, I was like, Montreal will be in on this match. I guarantee oh, of course. Montreal Absolutely. will be in on this match. They've got an Olay chant going. Before the before the match starts, which by the way is the Montreal Canadiens like goal chant. It's right, like something right, that happens yep. when 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 we score or when we win, right? And I've I've actually started this chant in several <laughs> arenas where the Montreal Canadiens were visiting teams. So I had like have you never gone to the Bell Center to watch him? Tens of thousands of people staring at me like they wanted to murder me because I'm just standing up as my team is beating their team in their own fucking barn and just going, Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> yeah. They're probably thinking, ole, you fucking Frenchie. Ole. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> but little do you know, you look at you and you think, he doesn't look fucking French. No, not French. Um, but yeah, is I've there a lot of non-French Canadians that go I, for the Canadians? Oh, there's quite a few, yeah. Well, I mean, Montreal okay. has like the—they're like the Yankees of of hockey. So, like, yeah. But even then, I don't think that that really even translates because, like, they're—they've been the representative of Canada in so many like finals. Well, they that, are called the Canadians. 
Right. And that was honestly, <laughs> dude, when I started, when like when I started like watching hockey and stuff, I was like a super patriotic, like an annoyingly patriotic Canadian. Like oh, just, no. <laughs> just a total fucking asshole. Like are you for real? Like how old are uh, we talking? Dude, I, when I was like eleven, I would like oh, talk okay, to like yeah. my friends from America and I'd just be like, you know, we actually had a war once and we burnt your White House. I would just like I, I like I, <laughs> I would have slapped you, bro. I was such an <laughs> asshole when I was a kid. I'm like, like really? Really? Like well, super fucking patriotic. That? So when I first started watching oh, wow. hockey, I was like, Oh yeah, what are these teams called? And I'm like, Okay, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. The Canadians that's my team right there. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. But it'd be something else to go to the Bell Center to watch and play for sure, though, man. I mean, the atmosphere. Oh, because the one thing about the Frenchies, they know how to do an atmosphere. I mean, it's also that, you know, that European sort of soccer sort of atmosphere that they bring. You know what I mean? I love that. Obviously, that's yeah. where the Ole comes from also. But uh, yeah. I love that sort of atmosphere, bro. It's a Spanish football chant, but yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, okay. A couple of things. The match didn't really live up to the hype because this is supposed to be a blow-off match between two guys who want to murder is each it, other. No? I That's the thing, right? <laughs> that's no. What I mean. Look. But, like, then don't have the fucking match as a main event for the title. Like, Yeah, but you know this is not over. You know it's not over. Like... Even though, yeah, by rights, it should be the bluff, but I already found it weird that it was a Dynamite main event, dude. Why? Yeah, you should wait. Um, but also, the announcers were just constantly trying to sell me on next week and then the next Saturday and then the two weeks mm -hmm. from now at uh, uh, winter is coming and then oh, yeah, yes. winter is came and then spring is <laughs> pregnant because winter came and... Uh, <laughs> And also the next pay-per-view. And it's like, will you stop? Like, focus on the fucking match between two people who have been best friends their entire lives and now want to murder each other. Please. Can we please focus on the fucking story? What's even funnier is apparently it's 40 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Like they never wrestled in WWE, for fuck's sake. Anyway, as the match builds, the ref gets taken out with a dick kick. Ha! <laughs> Had dick kick city bitch and then nick <laughs> wayne's mom comes down to the ring and she picks up the tnt championship God. and i was like uh yeah yeah and then she just took out edge and i was like yeah fuck yes and this awesome. was obvious too but bro it was it was definitely it was obvious and this is what i wanted all along i kept saying this and we'll see what happens now moving forward because I think it'll be awesome with her behind Christian. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Although, although I'm guessing it's going to be a lot more Christian behind her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> shade, shade. <laughs> I'm looking for. He's going to have a whole family built up, bro. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, uh, the patriarchy, huh? Mm -hmm. all, he, <laughs> all he needs to do next. Like, all he needs to do next is bring out David Benoit. Oh, like my over. God. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> so if, if they do that, that I mean, if TK had some balls and actually had some brains, you would so do that, man. Sign David Benoit. Have oh, him a couple God. of, like, easy matches, and then fucking Christian's music hits. The whole internet <laughs> is just going to lose their shit. They're not even going to let him fucking talk. Everybody oh, in the audience is going to be like, 
Oh, man. But TK has no balls, Chris. I mean, that would be what something else, bro. If they were to do that, it would be pretty awesome. Congratulations, but David. Congratulations on your win. I know that there are people here who are proud of you, but I can tell you for sure there's one person who isn't proud of you. Oh, God. I mean, uh, would they get kicked off television if that was to happen? I don't know, but that would be fucking awesome. That oh, would be so good. Uh, they would have to clear that shit with, with Turner and whatnot, but um, that would be cool. Uh, Labrat says, now that would bring eyes from everywhere. I mean, shit, it would get everybody talking. And that's what they solely need, man. They need people to start talking about AEW, in, in, you know, in a good way, even though it's a bit, you know, crazy. Don't get me wrong. But if it, it would get people talking about AEW, heck, it would probably get them, like, a lot of eyeballs, as a matter of fact, man. But yep. they don't have the balls to do that because, you know, I hate to say because we're millennials, <laughs> Chris, but this is the first company that's run by millennials, bro. The first wrestling company that's legitly oh, run by bro. millennials. I'm not that kind that? of millennial, though. Like, <laughs> Neither am I. Neither am I. But I'm just telling you. Like, you know what I mean? You know how we get shit for being millennials, right? Bro, Even though we're not like that. Enough, you and I are old enough that we listened to DMX records and sang all, all right. the lyrics. Like, no shit, but you know, it's just like, a stereotype. You know what I mean? I, know, I give shit to millennials all the time, dude. For real, right? But I'm just saying the stereotype, and that's not us, obviously. But it is. It's the first company run by millennials, and they act like millennials, just not the way we act, per se. Yeah. No, exactly. You know I mean? They act like a bunch of entitled little fucks. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Anyway, Christian picks up Edge, hits him with the kill switch, and pins him. Uh, good heat. Good heat. Uh, good old Mr. Edge, Adam Copeland. God damn it. And now, yeah. where do we go? We're going to see more fuckery between these two. I mean, where does Edge go from here? He has to be, you know, going after. You know what they're going to have? A TLC match, bro. Like one on one, it's never been done before, I don't think, right? Hooray! I mean, that's what's gonna fucking. That has to be the legit blow off, dude. Between yeah, they've got to do something like that as a legit as a legitimate blow off for them to have a real blow off because you can't end the feud on that, right? You can't no, end the clearly. feud on Stifler's mom coming out. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. <I> mean, <laughs> It really is that. That's a good call, man. That's actually a good call. What? Of course I it mean, is. Um, I mean, shit. Yeah, but so I don't know, man. I uh, I got to say, tonight was not a terrible night of wrestling. Like, there was some shit in there, of course, right? But there was at least, like, there was at least one pretty pretty good wrestling match. There was a couple others that were, like, pretty solid. Like I said, uh, Storm and Dark Sky was pretty good all things considered you know and i when i say all things i just mean it's a women's match and it wasn't shit so it was good <laughs> yeah. um i really liked the segment with mjf and uh and page i thought that was excellent work um and just christian being a fucking asshole is good solid wonderful professional wrestling and i loved it so absolutely no and they're the pretty much things i liked too with these shows so i mean but still look i think for once because the last couple of weeks with this continental bullshit they haven't really been 
concentrating on story like per se but tonight there was a few storylines moving forward if you want to call it that if you want, i use that term kind of loosely still but nevertheless there was a story that was getting moved forward how much forward is it moves we don't know yet we'll find out not this saturday because i think there'll be a bunch of nothing with collision because it was before dynamite which is so dumb every single match is going to have no meaning other than the blue bullshit the blue fucking side of the continental bullshit yeah the blue balls uh <laughs> continental the blue balls yeah the, the g the g3 uh the g spot bro <laughs> the g7 because <laughs> fuck uh, all right yeet. i'm gonna give Labyrinth this show yeet, yeet. i'm gonna give this show a c plus jimmy c plus it's fine it was better than better than completely average put it that way yeah I'll, I'll say c plus as well man c for competent tonight sort of yeah right on well jimmy where can the people find you if they want to hear more about you and what you have to say about things <laughs> you can follow me on the x slash twitter whatever the fuck it is these days at DJ Mass Effects, and also you can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at <laughs> C for Cheeks. C plus for Cheeks, exactly, Labrat. Also, like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network.popping.com, where you can find all our shows. Also, at uh, channelattitude.com, I almost fucked up there. We're five bucks only to get the realest talk in pro wrestling, but the best. And at HamidMediaGroup.popping.com for all our affiliate shows. And that's it from me, Chris. Right out. Well, yeah. C plus for Cheeks. C plus for Chris. C plus <laughs> for Canadiens de Montreal. Um, yeah. All right. C for all that stuff. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. Um, you can go there to see all of my all of my thoughts on professional wrestling politics and whatever the hell else comes to my mind you can find me right here on the pwc network and as jimmy said you can find me over on channelattitude.com and the hmg hameen group 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 for group group <laughs> for five dollars a month you can get all of the best pro wrestling commentary over there including us um where yeah you'll hear from us friday after rampage and also yes. Uh, Sunday night or Sunday morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, Central Standard Time. After the collision, Jimmy, Vet, and I will sift through the wreckage. The wreckage. You can see me on there. So, yeah. I'm not just going to give you an ole tonight. It's ole, 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 ole.
The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.